Hello, everybody. Hello. Today is January 21st, 2018. No, 2019. 2019. See? See? I got brain frost. Yeah. Uh, we sound like we're in a cave, but we're not. We're in our room, but we are speaking through the microphone that's contained in the computer. Why is that, Mr. Bell? Why? Why? Well, we've been without power since 8 o'clock in the morning, and it's about 2 right now. So we've been without power for um, some hours here. There was a fire in town and burned some, uh, you know, transformers or something. So... We're doing this, uh, got a generator going on, so we got the computer fired up. We said, hey, we might as well try to do the show. Yeah. Because we couldn't do it yesterday. Might as well try to do it today. So it's going to sound a little weird, so bear with it. But it's pretty good. Now, last week we talked about, um, what did I talk about? Um, I was in, uh, eh, gosh, I forgot already. Anyway, <laughs> it was about cleaning the house, right? Mm-hmm. About cleaning the house. And we're going to stay with that theme, kind of a house cleaning deal. So we're going to be in 2 Kings chapter 22 and 23. But we're not going to read all of 22. You can do that on your own. A lot of details here. But suffice it to say, there was a king born at this particular year. And he was eight years old when he began to reign. And he had reigned 30 years. His name is Josiah. So we're going to talk about King Josiah, and he was one of the very few kings who actually walked after God. Right. His dad, a bunch of other people were just arses, and uh, well, actually, they got they got Judah. Israel was already taken away and destroyed uh, with the Assyrian invasion, and Manasseh and these evil kings actually got Judah to be destroyed. Um, so. Josiah was like one of the few good kings. And it's interesting about his story, especially when it comes to paganism and cleaning the junk out of your house. Mm -hmm. Right? So anyway, he was 30 years old when he began to reign, or he was eight, and he reigned for 30 years. And um, he actually followed God and did the right thing. So they had started a rebuilding program of the temple. The, the temple was all in disarray. Right. It was all messed up. So they had collected money and the people all agreed, like, let's let's fix this place up. Let's get the priesthood back. Let's get going and all that stuff. The prayer, the be- breaches too. Yeah, all the breaches, all the problems. Because what happened is because of the evil kings before him, Manasseh and all these... Um, Really, King Solomon though. Solomon, oh, end, he was the the catalyst actually. Yes, he was. He, he was. He married that uh, a lot of queens, or you know, his wives. They all uh, worshipped other gods. Yeah, and yeah. led them astray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just started started with him, and um, they just went sideways, and they went on the full full board retard idolatry, mm-hmm. just like it is today. Today, we're full-board, full-on retard idolatry, full-on witchcraft, full-on necromancy, account, occult, homosexuality, transgenderism, the whole bit. You'll see that in the, in the sodomites, the temple prostitutes, mm-hmm. that they were, they were transgender. Uh, and the churches have embraced that. Absolutely. So, 
we're right there. We're, we're right there. Um, and this is where they were at. So the temple was a total dis, disrepair. It was just horrible. So this young king had a love of Yahweh and wanted to rebuild everything. So they collected money and they started doing this. Well, why this story is contained, it's contained in 2 Kings 22. It's also in Chronicles. And why this is important, what happened is while they were cleaning out the house and doing things, they found the book of the law in the house. There was an old Torah. And um, so, you know, you got to think like today, you know, we have books and printing press and all this stuff. But back then, this, these scribes had written, wrote things. So they had lost the, the Torah. And here it is. They found the book of the law. So one of the workers takes it to the king. And, uh, hey, I found the book of the law. The king says, you know, I, you know, read it to me. And when he heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. He was um, fear, yeah. reverence for the Lord. And the beginning of fear is what um, gives us knowledge and wisdom of God. And that's the reaction we want, right? Mm-hmm. When you hear the words of the Lord, that's what I talked about last week. The the reverence and the fear of God's word and the humility mm-hmm. to accept it. And um, and here you have the same thing. He's tearing his clothes because he's hearing the word of the Lord. So anyway, the king commands all his servants and several people to go inquire of the Lord, of Yahweh. And he says uh, in verse 13, chapter 22, he says, Go ye, inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah concerning concerning the words or the the bar of the Lord, of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us because our fathers have not hearkened. They didn't listen unto the words of this book to do according unto all that which is written concerning us. Mm-hmm. So more than likely, they were reading those those chapters in Deuteronomy. And yeah, probably the, the curses purpose. and stuff, yeah. More than likely. So this king had the right attitude and went, holy moly, we, have, we are way off the mark here. What do we do? So he sent uh, a priest and several people to this prophetess named Holda, which is a great name to name your kids. Mm-hmm. Holda. What does Holda mean? Oh, weasel. <laughs> weasel. A prophetess in the time of Josiah, it means a uh, weasel. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. She was the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikva, blah, 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 blah. And now she was in Jerusalem in a, uh, King James says uh, the college, but what that means is the second quarter or the district. Mm. And so they talked to her. She was a prophetess. And they said, here's what happened. And she said to the priest and to the whole king's entourage, she said to them, thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, tell the man, that was Josiah the king, that sent you to me, thus says the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil upon this place and upon the inhabitants thereof. Even all the words of the book which the king of Judah hath read, 
Here's why. Because they have forsaken me. They have burned incense unto other gods that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath shall be kindled against this place and shall not be quenched. And one note I want to make about that is that the wrath of God is coming upon the earth too. It's mm -hmm. not going to go away. He's not going to repent of that wrath. It is coming. And so the only um, salvation we have is through Christ Jesus against that wrath. That's right. On it's, a personal note. But yeah. we're not going to save the world. You know, you're not going to pray God. Yeah, but that's my point, that yeah. the wrath is coming. Yeah. And the only way of salvation is through Christ. Yeah. Yeah, regardless. Mm -hmm. Regardless what you do now, it's still coming. It's still coming. And I and I do I, I do see a lot of parallel with this section and where we're at now. Because mm -hmm. I don't, you're not going to change it. You're not going to change America. You're not going to change the White House. You're not going to change the world. The world. Wherever you live, you're not going to change these things it's coming and we've got to the point where it's the whole uh the whole earth is just demonized mm -hmm. it's alien infested and it's demonized and because of the occult the witchcraft mm -hmm. and the total rebellion against the truth of god yeah. including including the church the christian church mm -hmm. you know I, you notice i didn't say biblical christian the christian church the religion so she says but to the king of judah which sent you to inquire of the lord Thus shall you say to him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, as touching the words which thou hast heard, because thine heart was tender. What's that word mean, Miss Kapow? It was soft, tender, and um, humble, really. Yeah, it was fearful, timid, fearful towards the Lord. That's what I talked about last week. That respect that you have towards God's word. Do you fear the word of God? Was the title of the show. Do you fear the word of God? Does it does it make you tremble when you hear it? Like, wow, when he says this, you know, I should be doing this. And but because the king's heart was tender, and thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord, when thou heardest what I spake against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation and a curse and hast rent thy clothes and wept before me, I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. So if you just stop there, you're thinking, oh, God heard him, and now he's going to change it. It's going to be okay, but it's not. And he says, behold, therefore, I will gather you unto your fathers, and thou shalt be gathered, thou shalt be gathered into the grave in peace, and your eyes shall not see all the evil which I will bring upon this place. And they brought that word to the, to the king. So, it's like Ms. Kapow says, the lesson here is we can't, we can't, we know judgment's coming to the world. We know it's ending. But we can't just sit back and go, well, you know what? They're screwed, blued, and tattooed, so I'm not going to do a whole lot. You still got to go out and clean house. You got to do what you got to do. Your zeal for the Lord, your fear, your confidence, your respect for his word. You got to do these things. But you're not going to circumvent the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, and there are some out there that are preaching that. Mm -hmm. You know, basically, there's you know a big revival coming, and we can change things, and you know, mm -hmm. if we'll just humble ourselves and repent. You know, look around you. Mm -hmm. You know, look around you. You see, you see the uh, the people repenting. No. Okay, verse twenty three. I mean, chapter twenty three is the crux of what we want to do here. 
All right. You want to read that, Mr. And the king sent, and they gathered unto him all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him, and the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant, which was found in the house of the Lord. So it begins with the reading of the word of God. It begins with the people gathering and hearing God's word again. All the priests, too. All the leaders. Everybody, both great and small, right? Verse 3. So that means there must have been a famine before all this then. Yeah. Yes. And the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart and with all their soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people stood to the covenant. And so the second part, first part is they hear the word. Like you said, there was a famine. There was a famine of the word of God. They just rediscovered the Torah. Yeah. So there was an ignorance. Yes. They didn't know this stuff. And, um, so they all gather together, they hear the word of God. And then the second part of this is that once they hear the word, they make a commitment to it. Mm -hmm. And they say, we're going to keep the commandments and all the testimonies and everything that's in there. Well, huh, just half-heartedly? No, it says with all their heart and all their soul. They were going to keep the statutes. Mm -hmm. When God said it, they were going to do it. Yeah. And I would just like to add, when they heard the word, fear came into their heart. Yeah. And that's what causes us, you know, by the power of God to repent. And then we make that covenant with God, like, yes, I repent and I will follow you and I will follow your commandments mm -hmm. and be obedient. Yeah, because I don't want this stuff coming down. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be part of the wrath. Mm -hmm. And these are the, the stories that the prophets told that our fathers in the New Testament read that talked about the salvation of God mm -hmm. from the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. Salvation from the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. this, these are the stories that they're talking about. Referring to. And because it, it's written in the New Testament that we are not appointed unto wrath. And so, so many people get trials and tribulations, tribulation confused with the wrath of God. Um, we're not appointed to wrath, folks. We're not going to be here when all that happens. Yeah, because the wrath of God implies destruction. Trials and tribulation is not destruction. That's you feel like it is yeah. testing, but it's not. What we're talking about, the wrath of God, is the actual destruction yeah. of that person's soul. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Verse 4. And the king commanded Hilkiah, the high priest, and the priests of the second order, and the keepers of the door, to bring forth out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal, and for the grove, and for all the host of heaven. And he burned them without Jerusalem in the fields of Kidron, and carried the ashes of them unto Bethel. So he starts this campaign of house cleaning, and he starts cleaning all the idols, mm -hmm. and all, all the idolatry. And this is what we strongly suggest that you do in your own home and in your life and everything around you. Now's the time to get rid of it uh, so that you may obtain the salvation for your own soul. 
Uh, let's look at this. They brought forth out of the temple. So this stuff was in the temple of God. And you think about your body being the temple of God, okay? So anything that's in there that's um, against God or as an, that you have as an idol, these are things that you have to get rid of. That's right. And they brought out the vessels that were made for Baal. Baal is a Phoenician deity. Plural, Baalim. He's a supreme divinity of the Phoenicians and Canaanites. He's a Canaanite Baphomet. They were vessels made for this little G Canaanite God in the house of Yahweh, folks. This is, and for the grove. So was there, was there a big orange grove or an almond grove growing in the temple? No. The grove, this word, is, is, is Aserah. It means, um, it's Aserah or Astarte. It's a Phoenician goddess or, the, or her image. So it's translated grove like 40 times in groves for um, idol worship. But it could be sacred trees or poles set up near an altar. So what they did is they had these, these trees, these poles, uh, made out of trees near the altar of God, Yahweh. Uh, but they were, so not only do you have Baal, but you have Astaroth, which is, I think, the cohort of Baal. See what I mean? So when people go, well, Christmas tree, you know, Jeremiah doesn't really talk about the Christmas tree. He's talking about something else, the Christmas tree, right? right? Here you have... When you're cutting down these things and bringing them to your house, you have idolatrous roots to that. Now, if you want to live with that, that's your prerogative. I certainly wouldn't suggest it. Here's the other thing they brought out. And for all the hosts of heaven, that means all the stars, all the, the sky, the, the heavens, the Samiyin, all the hosts, the army of things, right? So all these things were being worshipped. The constellations, the heavenly bodies were being worshipped inside the temple of Yahweh. And what did they do with them? Did they just wrap them up and put them in the back room and wait? No, they burned them outside of Jerusalem in the fields. And then they took the ashes and they carried them into Bethel. There's a reason why they did that. There was an altar that was placed in Bethel by the evil king Jeroboam. Mm -hmm. And he caused people to go astray because God says, you shall only worship me at this place where I put my name. And that was in Jerusalem. That evil king put another altar there and caused people to go astray. So what he's going to do is he's going to go defile that altar. Right? Mm -hmm. He's going to go defile it by putting uh, those burnt things on it. Verse 5. And he put down the adulterous priests whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense in the high places in the cities of Judah and in the places around about Jerusalem. Them also that burned incense into Baal, to the sun and to the moon and to the planets and to all the hosts of heaven. Okay, so let's not just go over this. Let's, let's look at what happened. He put down means he killed them. Okay, King James says he put down. The word is sabbat. It means to cease to do away with, to desist. He killed them. Mm -hmm. He killed the idolatrous priests. So those people that are that were leading the children of Israel into idolatry, 
he whacked. Um, and these priests, they didn't just set themselves up. It was the kings of Judah had ordained them to do such a thing mm -hmm. in God's temple. Also in the high places in the cities of Judah. All around was idolatry. Everywhere around there, they're burning incense to Baal. They're burning incense to the sun. And the moon and to the planets and all the hosts of heaven. They were worshiping all these little G-gods. Mm -hmm. Just like you see the five-pointed star everywhere, the asterisk star everywhere, asterisk. Easter, the star is everywhere. It's worshipped everywhere. Ooh, celebrities are called stars, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to watch uh, the Kardashians, you know, your worship. This is all celebrity worship. Yep. It goes on and on. Ugh. And verse 6 says, And he brought out the grove from the house of the Lord without Jerusalem unto the brook Kidron, and burned it at the brook Kidron, and stamped it small to powder and cast the powder thereof upon the graves of the children of the people. The reason why he, he uh, cast it on the graves is to defile everything. Mm -hmm. See, these aren't just like the children of the people of Israel that were serving God. They're all idolaters. They all went astray. And so he's defiling the graves. He's defiling the, he's everything. He has a hatred, mm -hmm. an intense hatred towards the things of Satan. Um, there's a commentary here that talks about the grove. That he brought out the grove from the house of the Lord. And it says that um, it's Asura. It's a mystic tree placed by Manasseh in the temple. And that's referred to in 2 Kings 21.5. Which says that he built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the houses of the Lord. Mm. Also in 2 uh, Chronicles is in there too. Um and it was removed by Josiah after his conversion. Or, no, I'm sorry, removed by um, Manasseh after his conversion. Mm -hmm. uh, but replaced back in the uh, sanctuary by his wicked son. So anyway, Josiah took all of that and burned it. But, you know, the point is, I think we're trying to say, is, can you see the intensity here? Yeah. Yeah. Verse 7. And he break down the houses of the Sodomites that were by the house of the Lord where the women wove hangings for the grove. Now, this is important. He break down, okay? It's just like the priest. He killed these guys. He didn't just make them homeless. He he broke them down. He beat down their homes. Their, and not just their physical homes, their houses, their families, everything they're tied to. It's a, it's a, it's a word called natas. It means to beat down to break down, to cast down, to destroy, to overthrow, mm -hmm. to throw down. It's not just, hey, I kick you out, you know, you're not paying your rent. He tore them down. He destroyed the Sodomites. And he broke down the houses, the dwelling places of the Sodomites. And the Sodomites is is what you call the Quadish or the Quadis, right? It's a sacred person. It's They're devoted to prostitution. For ritualistic purposes, but they're males. Mm -hmm. They're always males. The Sodomites are always males. They're male temple prostitutes. So let me ask you a question. Do you think all of Israel, you think they were all gay? Do you think they were homosexuals? That they went to uh, these pagan, uh, they went to Yahweh's temple to worship pagan gods and practice um, acts of homosexuality because they were attracted to men? I'm, I'm telling you, they weren't. These sodomites are dressed like women. They're laying with men as if they were women. Mm 
That's what God spoke against in Deuteronomy and Leviticus. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt not lay with a man as, 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 if, as if a woman. See, they were trannies. They were transvestites. That's what you're seeing today in the tranny agenda. And all these celebrities and everybody you see on TV and these politicians are trannies. So we're back at the same place. They're temple prostitutes. They worship Satan, right? So he destroys all of these sodomites that were by the house of the Lord. Mm. Where the women wove hangings for the grove. Why weren't the women the prostitutes? Why weren't the women the prostitutes? They were. They built tents. Hangings is another word for... Like uh, houses. Yeah, a dwelling habitation, a shelter, abode. Like for, a shrine. Yeah, exactly. For the growth, for the, the little images of Asura, mm -hmm. the Phoenician goddess. And we see that in Catholic churches when they have those little uh, half-moon cave-like things and they have the yeah. statues there. That's what... Mary's uh, always in a cave, isn't she? Oh, all the saints are. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're woving, weaving hangings, making little coverings for these images. But they're the women. They're not the temple prostitutes. The men are the temple prostitutes. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're seeing today with the tranny agenda. It's the same thing. We're at the same place. Verse 8. And he brought all the priests out of the cities of Judah and defiled the high places where the priests had burned incense from Gaba to Bathsheba, and break down the high places of the gates that were in the entering in of the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city, which were on a man's left hand at the gate of the city. So there's high places to the north when he went to the gate. That's what that means, the left hand to the north. And he defiled them and broke them down and burned everything, just destroyed everything. He was on a real mission to rid Judah of idolatry and paganism. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of zeal all of us have to have on a personal level. That's right. For our personal lives. Nevertheless, the priests of the high places came not up to the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem, but they did eat of the unleavened bread among their brethren. And what did he do to that in verse 10? And he defiled Topheth, which is the valley of the children of Hinnom, that no man make might make his son or his daughter to pass through the fire of Moloch. So he defiled it. And that's where they were sacrificing their children. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were having their kids sacrifice to Molech through the fire. Molech means king, the chief deity of the Ammonites. Mm -hmm. So they were worshiping everybody, Baal, Astaroth, goddesses, Molech, the host of heaven. They're just pagan idolatry just like it is today. On this flat earth. And so Josiah defiles Topeth. He defiles the uh, valley of the, of the children of Hinnom. Mm -hmm. And he defiles it so much that no one can even do that ritual anymore. And he took away the horses that the kings of Judah had given to the sun at the entering in of the house of the Lord by the chamber of Nathan Malak the chamberlain, which was in the suburbs and burned the chariots of the sun with fire. These are like statues. Um, they were horses that the kings of Judah had given to the sun. Among the people who anciently worshipped the sun, horses were usually dedicated to that divinity uh, from the supposed idea that the sun himself was drawn by a chariot of horses 
Well, that's weird. I thought the sun, I thought we circled the sun in a little ball. But the ancients believed that the sun was drawn and that the earth was fixed and immovable. Huh. Oh, that's weird. I guess they were stupid. And we're smart with NASA. Uh, in some cases, those horses were sacrificed, but more commonly they were employed either in the sacred processions to carry the image of the sun or for the worshippers to ride in every morning to welcome his rise. Mm. All right? <clears throat> so these evil kings had put these up in the east gate of the temple. They were worshiping the sun. Yes. But what did Josiah do to them? He took them away and he burned them with fire. Mm-hmm. And the altars that were on the top of the upper chamber of Ahaz, which the kings of Judah had made, and the altars which Manasseh had made into the two courts of the house of the Lord, did the king beat down and break them down from thence and cast the dust of them into the brook of the Kidron. He beat it down. He broke it down. He broke down every altar that was, that was erected that worshipped the host of heaven. See, that's what kind of what we do when we cast down imaginations or when we cast out demons. Break them down. Is that a very aggressive thing? Mm-hmm. Very aggressive thing. And verse 13. And the high places that were before Jerusalem, were, which were on the right hand of the Mount of Corruption, which Solomon, the king of Israel, had built it for Ashtoreth, the abomination of the Sidonians, and for Chemosh, the abomination of the Moabites, and for Milcom, the abomination of the children of Ammon, did the king defile. That's what you were saying earlier. It started with Solomon, the wisest guy uh, ever. Well, he wasn't too bright in the end, was he? Because he got away from God. He wasn't, he wasn't all that cheese and crackers, like he's cranked up to be, or else he wouldn't have ended up here. He and that's screwed because up. he married these these women yeah. that had that worshipped other gods. And he was warned of that. And he was warned that that would defile him. That would defile him. In fact, the kings weren't supposed to have multiple wives and concubines. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to have that stuff. So, once again, the fear of the, the words of the Lord, the respect is not there, and it leads to problems. And this is a spiritual um, law. And that's why in the New Testament, we are told that if we get married, that we cannot marry a non-believer. Yeah. Yeah, unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think, well, I'll change them and I'll do no. that. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. No. So, um, yeah, so it started with Solomon and he not only the Ashtoreth, but the Chemosh and, and, and the Milcom and all, all these different nations around them. Mm-hmm. And he break in pieces the images and he cut down the groves and filled their places with the bones of men. So by filling the place with bones of men, Every monument of idolatry in his dominion, he, in like manner, destroyed. And the places that stood, he defiled by throwing them with dead men's bones. And so the presence of dead carcass rendered both a person and place unclean in the eyes of both Jews and heathens. Mm-hmm. So he just defiled it. It's like uh, just taking poop and smearing it everywhere. Um. Now, here's that author, the, the, the altar that was at Bethel. Mm-hmm. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel and the high place where Jeroboam, the son of Nebet, who made Israel to sin, had made, both that altar and the high place he broke down and burned the high place and stamped 
it small to powder and burn the groves. You notice there's groves everywhere. There's these astereth poles everywhere to the Canaanite goddess of fortune and happiness. Mm -hmm. She's everywhere. Her image, it's the sacred trees, poles are set up near the altar everywhere. And here Josiah takes that altar, which, you know, Jeroboam, the king, built that because he didn't want his people to go all the way to Jerusalem to worship Yahweh. So he says, oh, I'll build you something here so you don't have to go and you can stay right here in my kingdom. Yeah, because he was so afraid that he would lose his people. kingdom, his people. Well, that sounds a lot like megachurch pastor people. Mm -hmm. huh? Yeah, don't go to that church. Yeah. Stay here. And, and so I'll build an altar here for you so you don't have to go listen mm -hmm. to the Oh, yeah, really nice concerts yeah. and speakers and whatnot. The other thing I want to point out, too, is that everything was destroyed by fire. Henceforth, God is going to destroy the earth by fire by and fire. heaven. And the heavens. That's like the final God, uh, consuming, mm -hmm. God's a consuming fire, isn't it? But that's pointing. I mean, when they, when mm -hmm. the, when the, the church, our church fathers were reading the Old Testament, it was shown to them that that's how God was going to destroy mm -hmm. uh, his wrath, everything yeah. by fire. Yeah, the past was indicative of what's going to happen in the future. 16. And as Josiah turned himself, he spied the sepulchers and were there in the mount and sent and took the bones out of the sepulchers and burned them upon the altar and polluted it according to the word of the Lord, which the man of God proclaimed, who proclaimed these words. Now this is interesting because um, <clears throat> here's Josiah's there. And he's looking around, and he sees these sepulchers, these graves. And so he, he sends his servants out. They take all the bones of these pagan-worshipping Jews out of there, and they burn them on that altar so they could pollute it, right? But then it says, according to the word of the Lord, which the man of God proclaimed. Who proclaimed these words. This is fascinating uh, because in <clears throat> carrying out these proceedings, Josiah was prompted by his own intense hatred of idolatry. But it's remarkable that this act was predicted 326 years before his birth. Yeah. And his name also was expressly mentioned. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. That's prophecy, as well as the very place where it should be done. And you can, you can find that in 1 Kings 13, too. Mm-hmm. And it says there, and he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burned upon them. Wow. 326 years prior to this act, it was predicted that a, 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 a child by the name of Josiah would actually burn dead men's bones and offer the priests themselves on that altar to defile it. Well, that just shows you the, the importance <clears throat> of this um, mm -hmm. this account. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A remarkable, remarkable prophecy. One that you really don't hear preached a whole lot uh, as far as prophecies go. Absolutely incredible. Okay, um, 16. I think I read that one already. Oh, I'm sorry. 
17. Then he said, What title is that that I see? And the men of the city told him, It is the sepulcher of the man of God, which came from Judah, and proclaimed these things that thou hast done against the altar of Bethel. So the sepulcher there was of that prophet that just talked about that prophecy that we just said, you know, 326 years previously, right? So he sees that. So he tells his men what? He says, let him alone, let no man move his bones. So they let his bones alone with the bones of the prophet that came out of Samaria. Yeah, because too, that's a whole different story. That's an interesting story that happened there. So they did not take their bones out of the sepulchers and burn it and defile the altar with the, the prophets of God. Just the stupid people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the houses also of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke the Lord to anger, Josiah took away and did to them according to all the acts that had, he had done in Bethel. So that's what he did. All the houses, all the, the dwelling places. <clears throat> Shrines. Everything. High places. Right? Throughout the whole region. He did the same thing. He took it out. If it provoked the Lord to anger, which it all did, he took it out and he did the same thing. Burned it, defiled it, it. destroyed it, made it useless. Mm -hmm. Right? And then... And then he slew all the priests of the high places that were there upon the altars and burned mm -hmm. men's bones upon them. And return to Jerusalem. Okay, so he didn't screw around. And he slew. That means to slaughter, to kill, to offer as a sacrifice. That. To slaughter and divine judgment. And he slew all the priests of the high places that were there upon the altars. He actually sacrificed them on the altars. He actually put them there and killed them on the very altars that they provoked Yahweh to anger. That's right. And then he burned their dead man's bones upon them. <laughs> and then he marched in a huff back to Jerusalem. Hey, this 26-year-old man was, was uh, he was a bad arse man, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. And then what does he say in verse 21? It says, then, and then the king commanded all the people, <clears throat> saying, Keep the Passover unto the Lord your God, as it is written in the book of this covenant. Surely there was not holding such a Passover from the days of the judges that judged Israel, nor in all of the days of the kings of Israel, nor of the kings of Judah. But in the eighteenth year of Josiah, King Josiah, wherein this Passover was holden to the Lord in Jerusalem. So there was no other Passover ever like it. Uh, like this guy did. I mean, they really celebrated the cleansing of the pagan gods and the idols and the altars, and they they cleaned house, right? They cleaned house. Um, verse 24 is very interesting. <clears throat> Moreover, the workers with familiar spirits and the wizards and the images and the idols and all the abominations that were spied in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, did Josiah put away that he might perform the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah, the priest, found in the house of the Lord. So he killed these people. The workers of familiar spirits is, oh, yeah, mm. bottle, familiar spirit. Last uh, week I talked about bottles, the blup, 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 the necromancer, speaking of the dead. Um, I guess that's how it sounded, like a, like a hollow bottle. 
Water skid. Yeah. Creepy, huh? Mm. Talking to demons. That's what you get. It's like ventriloquism. And the wizards. It's a separate word. Wizards is a separate word. It means a knower or one who has a familiar spirit. Yeah, they talk to ghosts. They also to talk speak. to the dead. Yeah. So there's people that have familiar spirits, right? Mm -hmm. And then there are people that actually talk to them. That talk to them. So, <clears throat> you know. And the images, uh, that's another word. These are idols. They're um, a family idol, a kind of idol used in household shrine or worship. Anybody who had anything, uh, Josiah took. And he killed you if you had that stuff. And the idol, so the images and idols are two different words. Idol is uh, translated idol most of the time, but sometimes it's image. Mm -hmm. So the difference between an image and an idol, I really can't tell you. Well, the images, um, which I think is interesting, that word has like a healing thing. So, you know, like the Catholics, they have those little cards with mm -hmm. the saints of healing. Okay. You know, and you pray to these saints. The healer. For, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Could the prayer beads be the same thing, though? Does that heal? No, that's just prayer. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So some kind of um, healing by magic or sorcery type of thing. Whereas the idols are probably just the, the, the actual graven image, I would imagine. There's a subtle difference there in Hebrew, mm -hmm. but uh, not to God. And all the abominations, this is another word, abominations. It's detestable thing. Disgusting. Disgusting. Gucci Gucci. Have no detestable thing in your house. I kept saying that last week. No detestable things. Get rid of detestable things, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so all that stuff that was spied in the land that Josiah saw of Judah and in Jerusalem did Josiah put away. There's that word again. He burned it. He brutishly consumed it. And wasted it. It's gone. That he might perform the words of the law, which were written in the book, the Torah, that the priest, Hilkiah the priest, found in the house of the Lord. So it all started when they were cleaning the house of God, and they found the Torah. Thanks this, to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And verse 25 says, And like unto him was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart, and with all his soul, and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses. Neither after him arose there any like him. Okay, so who do we want to be like? We want to be like Josiah, or do we want to be like Solomon? Uh, which, Josiah. 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 We want to be like Josiah. You know, we don't want to be like Solomon. We don't want to. We don't want to be like Manasseh or Ahab. We want to be like Josiah. You want a clean house because you have fear and respect for the words of God, right? Now, verse twenty-six. Notwithstanding, the Lord turned not from the fierceness of his great wrath, wherewith his anger was kindled against Judah, because of all the provocations that Manasseh had provoked him with them. So even though they cleaned house, there would never have been any king like Josiah, you know, <laughs> that did this. There was no Passover that ever occurred like Josiah's day. Notwithstanding all that stuff, God still did not turn from his great wrath. Because, because these kings of Judah really, really provoked him with idolatry. It's nothing to mess with. Mm -mm. Because he's a righteous God. Yes. Yeah. There has to be, um, <clears throat> um, what do you call it, 
compensation for yeah. the, the sins. Exactly. And like this for the nation of Judah, it was a little too little too late. You know, it was good, but it was too little too late. It wasn't going to save the nation. Even though it uh, saved the individuals, it wasn't going to save the nation. No. You know, it's over. And verse 28 says, Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and all that he did, are they not? I think 27. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And the Lord said, I will remove Judah also out of my sight as I have removed Israel. And I will cast off the city Jerusalem, which I have chosen, and the house of which I said, my name shall be there. Yeah. So... Israel and Judah, there was a southern kingdom and a northern kingdom. Israel had already been destroyed by Assyria in 728 or something B.C. And so now Judah gets whacked. Uh, Babylon comes, takes them into captivity. It's a bad deal. And uh, 70 years of captivity. And then, you know, they come back and rebuild, but it's never the same. They're, they're never, um, you know, they are never the nation they were before. And, you know, God says right here, uh, I'm going to remove them out of my sight just like I did Israel. And I'm going to cast them away. I mean, cast off. I mean, the word the word is melt away, become loathsome, despised. You want Yahweh to despise you? No way. Heck no, man. And uh, it's going to despise the city of Jerusalem because he had chosen it. And he chose the temple to put his name on it, but they screwed up really bad. Uh, verse 28 and now the rest of the acts of Josiah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? Yeah. And the story goes on about his death and stuff. I'm not going to get into that because that's not what our lesson is. Um, but our lesson is about cleaning the house and about respecting the word of God and about having that humility and that fear and taking care of business because the wrath is coming. And you're not going to avoid the wrath and you're not going to change the wrath. But my God, you don't want to be part of that. You Amen. don't want to be part of that. Amen. Anything else to add, Ms. Bell? Okay. Well, the lights still haven't come on. Mm -mm. We're still... We're still without power. Yeah. We're operating off of a, uh, a generator. We got a light on. I got the computer going. And uh, hey, we get something productive. So, good night. Ciao, babies. Here we wait for Judgment Day. Told to watch and pray. Help me, Lord, to firmly stand. Waiting for that son of man. No my trouble or dismay. Waiting for that judgment day. Sun and moon will soon go dark.
Watch and pray. Yeah, yeah.